0: Hello and welcome. I am Renee Novello, and I am so grateful that you have found your way to this little corner of the podcasting land. And we're just getting started. It's a brand new year, and I am just excited to bring to you this guest today. Her name is Jessica Rose, she is an energetic and human design mentor. And I've had the pleasure of working with her one-on-one and she helped me with coming back to myself as a projector in human design and what that means and what I can tap into in terms of my own energetic gifts that sometimes we can't see for ourselves. We need that support of someone from the outside that says like hey reminder you're really good at this or maybe you're getting a little off track focusing on this and maybe try this and that was the experience i had working with jessica was it was super collaborative and she left space for us to explore she's just a bright light she is really good at teaching human design and she has a focus on parenting by design, which I hold near and dear to my heart with my own family. Understanding our human design has been a huge gift and brought us closer. And we have the ability to understand and connect with each other from the perspective of that person's unique design and abilities and strengths and that, um, has really been a profound gift for me to understand in my life. So if you are looking for further connection or maybe explanation as to why you are so different from your partner your husband, your kid, I encourage you to check Jessica out. This is a pretty candid conversation that you're going to be listening to today. Jessica and I both come from the coaching quote unquote world. And we even talk a little bit about some of the shifts and trends that we're seeing with that coming into a healthier place, moving forward with people really taking ownership over some of the ways that coaching can get off track and just how we've been observing that kind of. Simultaneously, we touch on that for sure. And we also get into her life as a manifester. She's an emotional manifester. And what has been really hard about that? And also, what has been a gift about that? This is an intimate conversation to bring to you. And wanted to, from the very beginning, bring you guys. The people that have helped me navigate my own life return back to myself and know myself on a deeper level so that is definitely what jessica has done for me and i can't wait for you guys to listen to this hi jessica rose hello renee (laughs) thank you for being on with me today i'm so excited to connect with you
1: me too i was looking forward to it
0: i know This is so fun. Um, So Jessica and I have known each other, um, you know, for a few months now, really, but I've had such an expansive time getting to know you. And I just wanted you, I'm so grateful you decided to come on because I wanted you to share your insights and perspectives, especially on how you teach with human design and yeah. Like I just, you're somebody who's been an expander to me. So before we get too deep into things, tell everybody anything you'd like, just introducing yourself.
1: Mm, introduce yourself, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> tell um, us who you are. Tell us who
1: you are. And, you know, that's, this used to give me so much anxiety because I have an undefined G center. So labeling myself used to be mm. really nerve wracking, but my name is Jessica Rose. I'm a three, five emotional manifester and Gosh, if I had to give myself a label right now, it would be human design mentor and energetic mentor. And I think that's it. Yeah, that that feels good right yeah. now. But really focusing on human design for parenting is a big mm. one um, and for balance in life, which is why I was so excited to come on this podcast because I've seen your direction the way that you're going and just you posted some posts the other day that that six line like the one-liners that you guys have (laughs) really oh yes (laughs) that's it i don't remember what it was but it was something about simplicity and you know your home being uh, i don't remember but it was it was incredible and i'm really feeling feeling into that as well lately
0: yes simplicity i hear you i know before we started recording i was sharing that the podcast is really the one thing i want to be doing with my energy right now and you know leaning into what i'm available for and as a fellow non-sacral in human design um you know i know that you too have uh, you know, to be respectful of your own energy and, and, you know, well, I I want to talk to you. I have so many things I'd love to explore with you, but tell me, tell me a little bit about, cause this is the thing that happens with me when I'm, especially with your energy, but I get a little fangirl around manifestors. I find, <laughs> I've, I just find you guys to be so fascinating and activating and, Like, I just, there's something about like your, it's almost like a rebel creative energy that you have. Tell us, what is it like being, what is it like being a manifester? Like, what are the good, what are the good parts? What are the maybe, you know, challenges that you, you kind of deal with?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. As for you as a project, whenever I run projectors, I feel so seen. I'm like, yeah, that's how you articulate it. A rebel creative, you know? So... (laughs) That's, that is, um, and, and I don't know, because I have a three line in human design, which is all about experiencing and jumping. And mm-hmm. I think there's some rebelliousness there also <laughs> a little sprinkle on top of it being a manifester, but yeah, being a manifester, gosh, the good things, I feel like there's this freedom that I kind of feel like I get to do what I want. Um, and just have these divine urges that kind of take over and, you know, almost like this tsunami wave that kind of get me going, Mm. which is cool. And I I love striving for peace. Like that just lights me up. Um, at the end of the day, it's also a little bit, I feel misunderstood. I feel like Mm. it's hard to, for me, for other people to get me sometimes because of my aura perhaps. And even it's hard for me to understand other manifestors too, because mm. even though they're a manifester, you would think that I would, we would automatically get each other, but we don't, there's still that closed aura that the informing piece is really, really important of like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I want to do. You know, that's the, really the thing that helps to break down the barrier to, uh, allow a, a deeper connection with people. So then there's the thing of, you're not, you know, you're not liked by everybody because you do activate them. So it could be activating in a positive way, or it could be activating in, I don't, you know, you're mm-hmm. not my cup of tea and mm-hmm. I think trying to, and I don't know if projectors, or if you can relate to that, but just, uh, being okay with not being liked and loved Mm -hmm. by everyone. I think that's something that we can all relate to for sure, because that's, that's, that's just how it is. But, uh, it feels a little bit more intense being a manifester that way.
0: I can totally see that I can. And, and I appreciate your honesty in answering that because it is, it is definitely, you know, we have our own perceptions and then you know the layer of our human design lens on those perceptions and how we experience the world and how the world experiences us back like it's it's fascinating and it's a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot and you know in um having our sacrals open yeah you know it can I mean, for me, and, you know, I've expressed this to you before, it's like, I feel like there's just this sensitivity that we have that is a little bit, maybe like you were saying, like a little bit misunderstood or a little bit like, wait a minute, how do I take this person? Like, you know, my aura can be really freaking intense sometimes and there's not enough, you know, if that person's not ready for it, it's like, whoa, look out, but you know, feeling into that sensitivity. And then I think that the rest that we need and require and honoring that. And, you know, I've looked up to you since I started, you know, knowing who you were and like how you conduct yourself as a balanced, non-sacral manifestor, you know, and you take time, like you're definitely very, you are very creative and have so many really cool programs and ideas. And, you know, I see all that happening, but then I know you a little bit you know, maybe personally where you do take time to rest when you need to. And Mm -hmm. when did you, or I guess, I mean, maybe that's a long story, but like, when did you realize, like, was it through learning human design where you started to really recognize that part of yourself where you're like, "I, I do need to, to slow down and, and honor this? Or have you always kind of, you know, felt that way? Like, how did you kind of come into that and how do you honor it? your need. Mm. for Yeah.
1: I definitely ignored it for about 30 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Right. I think
1: think a lot of non-sacrales can relate to that. Right. It kind of, you almost ignore it or you can push it back until about age 30 or so. And then it catches up to you a little bit. And uh, that definitely happened to me. I was working as a nurse and it's funny though, because a lot of other nurses, at least where I live, they work like two or three jobs because they're 12 hour shifts. So they're like, you only work three days a week. I'm like, yeah, but they are the hellish three days of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that something was different because I literally couldn't hack it. It was really hard mm-hmm. for me to work three days in a row or, you know, and four would probably, uh, I would end up getting sick or something. So, uh, and I did, I I had kind of a, a physical emotional burnout probably around age 30, 31. And I went down to part-time and, uh, luckily we made it work, you know, my husband and I Mm. and having kids, uh, and, but there was a lot of shame before Mm. about that. It was like, I just can't hack it in the world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And, and it wasn't until I think my human design, learning about that, that it became this level of acceptance and grace for myself for that energy type But even when I found out about manifestors, I didn't know a lot about the rest cycle. You know, they kind of, they'll talk about it more Mm -hmm. with projectors and reflectors needing rest, but manifestors, it's almost like a lot of it talks about, you know, we have this burst of energy and we're intense, but actually 80% of the time we are meant to be in rest. Wow. Um, And then those, those cycles are really actually fewer and far between. So there's a, there's a lot of napping in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you actually, do you actually lay down and fall asleep or do you, this is just I'm out of my own curiosity or do yeah. you, you do yeah, like
1: probably three times a week at, at least like lay down usually 12 to two is my sweet spot because the kids are at school.
0: <laughs> sweet. Oh my gosh. I, Okay. What about you? Do you just that like is goals? That? Because okay, so I do I wake up, I'm a morning person, so I wake up with a lot of energy. I get a lot of my creative downloads and insights in the morning. I get most things I, I feel like my whole day is sort of preparing and for the goal of being <laughs> yeah. in that space of not having to do something. Like whether it's an appointment with my children or you know how it is. Like it's you know, there's always kind of these little interruptions that are going on. Yeah. But I think my whole goal in the day, pretty much every day, is to get to a point of laying down. <laughs> <laughs> in the horizontal position. Yes. Like I don't have to fall asleep asleep, but I have to lay flat. Like mm-hmm. I have to literally lay down. Like That's so interesting. <laughs> and sometimes I will just need to yeah, like Zone out close my eyes you know maybe like obviously if I'm being really nice to myself and kind and nurturing I will listen to like a meditation or yoga nidra has been so helpful for mm. me in restoring my energy if anybody doesn't know that's listening about no yoga nidra definitely look into it it's I mean I think it's like gold for especially people who are low energy or tend to you know have the need for rest and yeah but it's funny because I used to feel a little shame around that. Like you were saying, because I think I was conditioned when I was a kid. I also had to manifest, well, I had a generator, manifesting generator parents and they were (laughs) like, let's go, like, get to work. Like, what are you doing? You know, that sense of like resting really was not something they did (laughs) until, you know, so it was like, Oh, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I need to lay down and chill? And, Actually, yeah. And I,
1: seen as a positive attribute. It was equated with lazy or something. Right. This exactly. Person into Their body. And
0: yeah. And I think that's rampant too, especially again, I don't know, you know, when, if you're like a stay at home mom or something, or, you know, you work out of your home and things like that. And it's like, oh, I can't just lay down in the middle of the day. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> like yeah. now I'm like that, but for a long time I was a little bit like, oh, I should be doing something. And I think, don't you feel like that's such a... Still, it's this common Mm -hmm. um, conditioning and pull for we should be doing something if we have the space. Like it's not productive, quote unquote, to lay down.
1: A thousand percent. Yeah. I know
0: you, you work with so many different, you know, all different energy types, all different women. Do you feel like that guilt or shame or something that happens is like something you come across a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I had a client last night that, you know, um, in my human design course, she wasn't able to make it that night because they're, they're moving. And she's like, I just got to get these boxes out and da, 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 And, and I was like, girl, no, you, you don't. But like, she felt like she should. Right. And so, and that's totally fine. I mean, I respected her not being able to go to the call, but it was interesting to me that um, you know, she had to put that as her priority over maybe something that she wanted to do, like show mm-hmm. up to a call. So, and she's a projector <laughs> <laughs> by the way, but it does happen. I think to all types, not just, yeah, yeah not just the non-state girls, but for it's sure so. us, because we definitely need more of that rest.
0: Right. And, and we've, you know, I mean, the majority of people, you know, are built a little different are wired a little different with their, you know, their generators and their batteries are yeah. a little hardier, I guess I would say. But Good word. <laughs> <laughs> so I, in terms of human design, I know that you have um, really, no pun intended, because your podcast is named Full Bloomed, Full Full Bloom. But you've bloomed <laughs> into talking about and teaching about parenting and human design, and that is, I think so valuable as a parent, like, like really legitimately one of the most valuable things that parents can understand is their, their child's energy type and how to respect them and how, you know, how their energy works with them. Like what, tell me a little bit about like, why did you decide to, um, you know, really pivot into talking about that more? Is it just, you know, something that came, um, you know, to you just naturally, or did you really feel like called?
1: Yeah. Such a good question because it was something that I felt called to for a while, but I ought to be honest with you. I was, I was scared. I think in my head, I'm like, no one's no one, you're not gonna make money from this. You can only make money from teaching business or, Mm. you know, right. I think that maybe I think other people in the coaching space can relate to that fear of, you know, if I'm not doing that, this is, this is lucrative and this is not, you know? Yes. but it got to the point where I was like, I, I don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't care.
1: This is just something that needs to be talked about and shared. And if it can help one, one non-sacral be understood. I I think it came from my own childhood of just being so misunderstood. And just like you, you know, we weren't up by 8am, you know, we would, we would get in trouble. We'd be called lazy. It's like, Mm -hmm. get up, do something, you know? And, uh, I was very emotional and I was very rebellious. Mm-hmm. So there's <laughs> just a lot of healing that I got to do from um, being a manifester child that I really wanted to help other parents really understand that. And then also, my kids are generators who seem very foreign to me. And mm-hmm. human design has really helped me to understand their need to expend their energy. And uh, my son is a very, we'll call, spirited child. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a one in every family, right? There's a yes, for sure. <laughs> and and that was him. And it also came from a deep desire for us to communicate better, connect better, have a more harmonious relationship. And a lot of that came from honestly, human design. I mean, I read every parenting book out there, how to like the child that you love. <laughs> one, two, three, magic. Like I've oh, read yeah. all those. All of those, nothing nothing worked. It was all just a one size fits all. And, uh, it's not like human design was some magical thing that fixed everything. But I mean, I'll tell you awareness, empathy, and understanding got me a lot farther <laughs> than anything else. So. Absolutely.
0: You're reminding me about, I went to a therapist a while ago and she was like, and, and, you know, I've, I've, um, shared with you and I've shared openly, like my children, um, both have ADHD and, yeah. And they can be intense and, um, you know, they're, they're also very empathic and very sensitive. And I was talking to this therapist about something that they weren't doing probably, you know, something that they weren't living up to or doing. And I was like, how do I handle this? You know? And I really stuck with me. She was like, connection with your children is the most important, like, most important thing that you can do as a parent mm-hmm. as opposed to disciplining them even or you know teaching them per se she was like if you're sacrificing connection because you have something that you feel like should be done they you know you you will have that disconnect or that you know that possible disruption in your relationship and you know too much of that really she in her experience was what's most detrimental to a parent-child relationship. And so I love what you're saying about human design because it is such a way of maintaining or establishing connection with yourself and your child and, you know, being open to them as individuals and the way that they process things and the way that they are going through and experiencing life as opposed to our own natural way of you know, we all wanna, you know, we kind of project onto our kids sometimes, right? With yeah. <laughs> what we what we think In or vision. what we've been through. Yeah.
1: yeah. Those expectations that we don't realize that we put on them it's huge.
0: For sure. Yeah. And then so you work with parents, not children, right? I'm just clarifying. Like or yeah. have you worked with children too, you haven't worked with children, right? No, Other people's children?
1: Children. No, I mean, I, I coach cheerleading and I swear I try oh, yeah. to pick out what each child, I wish that they would send me their birthday so I can look up. Actually, maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> it really
1: allow me to understand uh, those those beautiful little girls on mm-hmm. you know a different level. But I can definitely like, i like to play games and pick out what I think that they are. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. It goes with the territory, girl. I'm telling you, I cannot not... Like make my own predictions in my mind when you're interacting <laughs> with people. they <laughs> are like I'm picking, I'm, I'm picking up projector vibes from right. <laughs> from you. Oh. And they're like, uh, "What totally. is this lady talking about?" Like, <laughs> mom. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do your so, kids know
1: their design. Like, do you talk to them about it? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, like. My kids, I could pro- I'd could be curious if my kids, and maybe I will do a podcast with my, maybe both of them, but my daughter now for sure, mm-hmm. you know, and just ask them like, what's it like to have me as a mom? Because I, the conversations, you can relate to this probably, you know, like the conversations on the way to school or, you know, it's like talking about protecting their energy and their intuition and following, you know, this, oh honey, the moon is doing this today. Like, just know this is going, <laughs> you know, they probably think like. Mom's, mom's funny. She's got some stuff that she, uh, you know, she goes off about. But yeah, we had, when I first um, really got into human design and I went and printed out each person in our family's chart, you know, our, my two kids and husband and mine, and I cut them out, you know, the charts and I put them up in the kitchen and I was like just studying them and just kind of absorbing them. That's so cool. And we would talk about it. You know just it was out in the open and we would talk about it and i'd be like you know i i don't know like see how dad is doing this today kids like this is mom's you know this is why mom's interpretation of that via his human design chart you know it's like yeah we were very open about it and they yeah they do they do know some things i think um yeah they know a little bit about their astrology too and hey i mean I feel like self- awareness and self understanding is just if everybody could have a, a better you know appreciation of themselves, it you know it would go a Why long not? long way right
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely was your husband open to it like when you were, you know like, he
0: mm-hmm. is very tolerant of me and my you know like the things that I bring to the family, and he really lets me lead with. The things I feel strongly about or you know what I'm intuitively being called to talk about or yeah he he is funny because he's you know he's he's a very um he's got a lot of earth in his astrology chart mm-hmm. he's very earthy guy but he's also fiery too so he's just he's very kind of um you know got like that Taurus grounds me because I'm like you know out there but yeah he so he he comes off very conservative and kind of like he can't you know he's he's kind of black and white but then when i introduce things to him he's like oh yeah that that does make a lot of sense
1: (laughs) so open to it yeah he's open
0: to it he's open to it for sure yeah mine too Uh, so um in addition to the Uh, human design and parenting I was curious what else are you feeling really passionate about right now like is there anything else that you're like exploring or learning
1: yeah I (laughs) like oh we're gonna open this can of worms Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I have been really feeling into uh, looking at the coaching industry and looking at any toxic behaviors in the marketing or in our ways of selling that can be considered manipulative. And I'm actually looking into how human design can help us become more aware of the areas that were vulnerable to mm-hmm. that marketing. And then also ways that we may be thrown to unknowingly share that type of marketing or behaviors. And so in our defined centers, really, that's, you know, the energy that we're bringing out that we might not even realize could be problematic, Mm -hmm. you know? So for example, um, somebody with a defined throat could use a lot of expressive language or even Word salad and, you know, a whole bunch of things to just lure people in unknowingly that can be considered manipulative, Mm -hmm. like uh, come into my container and you're going to up level expansively (laughs) and you're going to get these codes and yada, 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 which I mean, I, I did at one point, honestly, but, you know, just looking at the ways that that might pray to somebody that's vulnerable or like feel like they need this thing. And then the areas for our open centers is like where we may be prone to that. Right. So, um, somebody with an undefined Ajna, you know, we're always seeking to know, to be sure and drawn to somebody that claims to know the answers, you know, and a lot of like a lot of cult, they were, um, my friend, my, another mentor of mine, she was looking at people that are lead cult leaders. And a lot of them have defined Ajna's and defined head centers.
0: What? That's fast. That, so that makes sense.
1: They like claim to know, or they have those downloads, mm-hmm. or maybe they really think that they know, right. right. Because they are going to be more sure than us. So unknowingly could even, you know, project that out there. So yeah, it's a little different than parenting. It's not something I'm going to go on for sure, but the are right. you know, masterclass discussions, you know, things like that. Uh, Will probably be coming down the pipeline from that.
0: Well, I appreciate the conversation, and I definitely, it hits a nerve <laughs> with me on many levels. I have definitely done some, you know, cringy things probably in the past. I know for sure I can own up to, you know, even in terms of like in the coaching world and in the mentorship world of just, being really codependent on like needing things from other people to feel good or other people's reactions really making determining my feeling about myself. Right. And yeah. I find this a really I think this is a shift that we are gonna see. I think you are again, you're you're ahead of things here, ahead of no, your time. You are
1: I saw your simplicity and all like I was like, oh yeah, this is where we're headed. Like you well, know. and the
0: the falling away from the guru mentality is definitely like, I think, a collective kind of thing that we're going to integrate and not necessarily looking outside ourselves as much for, sure. for the answers. Yeah. So I am personally very interested in that conversation and that topic because I've seen some stuff just like yeah. you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen some stuff. I've done some stuff. I, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, look, like. I can totally own the fact that, you know, like this has been a evolution of kind of learning and what it's like at one point maybe felt really natural is now like, nope, that was, that was like a, um, a lesson or,
1: yeah, you've got that amazing six line perspective on it too, where it sounds like you've really been in it and you've, you know, on both sides and, you know, but have come out on the other side with. Gosh, this is what really matters is my home and in cultivating. And I, I just think that that's also going to be part of it. You know, we talk about like luxury and extravagance and traveling the world and beautiful things, but also for some of us, like our luxury is in our home. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and just well, this like four walls that we're in.
0: The other side of that, and one thing that I can totally admit and realize is that part of my, um, I'll call it like unconscious ambition was actually because I was really insecure and uncomfortable being a nurturer in my own home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always loved my kids and like shown up and done the motherly and maternal things, but that actually doesn't come as natural to me. Yeah. I mean, it does and it doesn't. Like it's 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 like, oh, under the surface I'm like yeah that is actually my sweet spot but initially when you transition and obviously go through becoming a parent and, and you were like wow this is really hard i see <laughs> yeah. i see you know the the maternal maidens out there that are just like easy breezy you know nurturers and i was not that i was like i'd rather go like work and you know be a leader and things like that and so it was really um, a pivot Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back to feeling grounded at home and, and healing through that um need or that tendency to want to just go and kind of be, 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 be what?
1: Be elsewhere or do something. Different. Yeah. Like
0: it was more comfortable for me to be an ambitious leader type than to slow down and be nurturing. And yeah, you know, there's an interesting conversation, you know, there's a lot there because yeah.
1: I definitely relate. I mean, I, I was kind of ambivalent about having children. I mean, my husband was like <laughs> going home. This is what we're doing really? you know. And yeah, I mean, his was like, his, his, you know, it's like, this is his world right now, having the two kids being coaches Aww. in the community. And that was never my dream. It was always, I, I think like you it was just focused on success and being recognized and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, there's, There's a lot of healing, same thing to coming back to, wow, actually, this is the good stuff, you know? Yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's been my experience. And I think that maybe I could be, you know, reaching here a little, but I intuitively feel like part of the pull towards women becoming very, you know, ambitious and needing to have these, you know, online businesses and all this stuff is like, because there is something that maybe is a little unsettled or not at rest with being at peace with like, or feeling like it's enough again to be yeah. a nurturer and to be like in your home and you know feel like that feels really good to you. Um, it's but, just
1: like you're saying what the rest thing, right? But like feeling like you should be doing something yes. differently.
0: And I think like for my, I mean. I know a lot of the coaches and stuff like that these days that I'm seeing are younger than me, you know, and maybe this isn't relevant, but like my generation, like my mom worked, my parents, both my parents worked. Like I was a latchkey kid, like, you know, growing up seeing a mom go to work was like totally normal and, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe like, I was just like, I need to work. Like I need to get it. I need to get out there and do it. But it was also this um, tug of war, this pull between like, Oh, but i really want to be i really want to be that present parent home mm. for like holding emotional space and connection for you know it was like a little bit of a pull um you know in both directions so
1: yeah.
0: but yeah i appreciate what you're talking about and what you're saying in the coaching world and i um <laughs> definitely you know find that to be something i think we're seeing already like just in the short period of time that like again you, it's something I've, like, written about and kept to myself, kind of, in my, yeah. you know, journaling and so forth. But then when you started talking about it, of course, like, go figure, you, like, activated something in me. And I'm like, yeah, um, wow. <laughs> you talked to me about it, too. I
1: remember we would have conversations about mm-hmm. it, right? And so it was definitely something in the collective, I think, that you're we're all feeling, too.
0: I think so. I think so, for sure. Yes, so I um definitely like appreciate this time with you because I know I came on your podcast and I'm gonna encourage everybody to go back and listen. Um, Jessica's podcast is was Human Design in full bloom, is that right?
1: Yeah, and it was episode on it was a deep dive into projector the projector world and the line projector actually is what I really feel you know yeah yeah definitely embody that and, and no one's perfect right I mean I'm not always balanced and we're not trying to say like we're so aligned and we're you know every day is
0: fantastic. oh my gosh no no <laughs>
1: we're just <laughs> you know we've seen what it looks like and it's always something to be striving towards and I think that yeah you exemplify that beautifully in for sure thank
0: you yeah and that conversation really like again it sparked something in me where I was like I want to start podcasting again i love having deeper conversations and you know exploring topics that potentially are helping people to really connect with themselves and connect with you know their surroundings and their you know their their world in a in a way that feels more you know nourishing and so i just want to say thank you because that was like the the catalyst that was like yeah that's what that's really the thing that you want to be doing right now so I love Definitely. that. I'm so happy to hear that. Yes, for sure. So is there anything else that you are feeling like, yeah, passionate about that you want to share or, you know, anything that you're, as we wrap up, you know, feeling called to talk about.
1: Hmm. No, the words just, our authority is coming to mind. So maybe that's just a message to end everybody else's to Really connect with your unique authority to help you to really connect to that intuition. You know, I, that's that's something that we did on when we, you and I worked together. And your authority is so unique, you know, <laughs> self, self projected. And that some people really are meant to talk it out to come to their decision, right? And that's something that I think in our society it's maybe not. It's like that makes you oh, you're wishy washy or you don't know how to make a decision or go with your gut and look what the beautiful downloads that came from it, where you're, you know, coming into this direction now that maybe you wouldn't have got, if it's like, just go with your gut, you know, just post right. that thing, just do this. And you were really able to sit with it and come to that knowing through your own authority and, and myself too, with my emotional mm-hmm. authority, that's helped me a lot. So I think there's a lot of magic to be found in those authorities of ours.
0: Totally agree and letting people use their, their authority to come to their own um, decision, their own conclusion. Yeah. It's a really powerful way to hold space for people because in my experience, I worked with you one-on-one and I know that you don't necessarily like totally maybe advertise that entirely right at this point, but working with you, I was something in me. again, I just trusted my intuition on it because I was like, I just felt like there was something that you could hold space for me. And mm-hmm. not that I wouldn't, not that I haven't worked with coaches that don't have a human design foundation and, you know, gotten something out of that, but working with somebody that really understands human design and understands specifically non sacrals mm-hmm. Because, I, like you, I think you've said, like manifestors and projectors are kind of like, Cousins, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of related in some ways, and how we function. And working with you, having someone allow me the space to come to my own conclusions with not trying too hard or not interjecting too much quote unquote coaching, it was really powerful for me. It was really, yeah, really powerful. Oh,
1: I'm so glad. It's so happy. I'm so happy to hear that because, yeah, some people will just want the answer and the, and the, quick coaching that works for some people. So it's nice to hear that. Well, I think just like, you know, you know, projectors, even though we're manifestors, we like to be recognized sometimes. We don't, <laughs> we don't always hear the thing, you know, the um impact that we have, you know, sometimes it feels just like, Oh, we're here. We go to the next thing. And, and we don't hear it. So no,
0: for I sure. It was, do. it was major impact for me and being coached in that way and being, um you know, held in that way. It, I brought through, you know, some th- some things that really brought me clarity, and 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 I was really ready for that. So it's just the perfect, you know, timing and and connection intuitively that that we found ourselves in, and I, you know, just really appreciated and. Definitely, if anyone, you know, I think you would entertain the right fit with working with people one on one, but working one on one with Jessica was awesome. It was an awesome experience.
1: So glad. Yeah. I I always take um, one or two, you know, limit limit the energy, but um, it is one of my favorite things to do is just to watch that growth and and really connect with uh, someone one on one. Even though, I mean, I guess I'm a five, I'm supposed to help universally, but there's just a part of me that also appreciates the the connection that is I well. think
0: so yeah, yeah I think so for sure so I have learned so much from you continuously and I'm really grateful you came today to share with the listeners oh and yeah I mean I, we've joked about having a non-sacral support group I don't know maybe that's a thing <laughs> maybe that's a thing in our future I... <laughs> <laughs> sign me up please. Oh, I will be there the struggle's sure. real the struggle's real but
1: yes um, thank you for having me this was yes. such a beautiful conversation I loved it
0: thank you I loved it too Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at feelgoodwithrenee. Thanks again and I will see you next time.